1: Hey everyone welcome back to gaining momentum with megan and abby checking in again for another little mini um our last episode that we released i guess it would have been a week ago mm-hmm. um yeah so abby like we have just done these two episodes um where we explored anti-racist parenting and sort mm-hmm. of Um, focused on different pieces of that now that we've kind of like put that full conversation out there in the world for people Uh to take in how are are you feeling how are you feeling about that
0: I feel good about it I am happy with how it turned out Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a little bit like I feel vulnerable yeah for sure Uh, it's definitely kind of I'm generally a very private person and so it's uh, very I feel exposed Mm-hmm. but I also feel good about it because if like I, I feel like just a broken record but mm-hmm. if this is what I need to do to get allies around my kid and make the world better for him then that's what I'm going to do and so mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily comfortable but it doesn't have to be
1: yeah and I mean in a lot of ways that's like such a it's not your job to do this by any means, but that's amazing modeling, even in terms of like a lot of things we were talking about, right? Like how to mobilize discomfort to move things forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways that discomfort exists. It's like Mm -hmm. a different kind of discomfort to feel vulnerable and at risk versus Mm -hmm. like, you know, like uncomfortable in a, like awkward conversation those are like different but um i mean it's such a gift for you to have shared and um your insight because
0: <laughs> well no, sorry now i'm thinking about that 98 degrees song the gift <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was just singing it prior to getting on the mic tonight and i was just about to sing it again but again we we don't have that kind of cheddar yeah, to still still not karaoke likes.
0: time
1: we're still not 98 degrees trademark rights uh, po- <laughs> level podcasters at this point
0: I mean, obviously, I'm Nick Lachey.
1: Yeah, sorry, who that's like I? a weird
0: Love Is Blind reference. Who, who, for I, anyone who watched that,
1: I want to be the guy who the nobody knows his name
0: uh you know mean the guy whose name i know and i'm pretty sure i share a birthday with cool Cool. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name Uh
1: his so name? we're good we're good it's fine okay, okay <laughs> we, we digress back to our <laughs> away from 98 back, degrees pod back to gaining yeah. momentum oh wasn't that just like the perfect example of what we do here like super <laughs> like intense serious emotional like moment followed by a tangent on 98 degrees yeah
0: well, this is like I guess also kind of rooting in ninety eight degrees again because why not? Yeah. Of um, but like yeah, those conversations I almost felt like my body temperature was ninety eight degrees and rising yeah. having those conversations.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the 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 quote studio is always quite warm, as we may have expressed <laughs> in the past. But yeah, it was uh, extra warm digging in when you're putting it out there on the table and it's emotional and it's personal.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, but I, I wanna just say a huge thank you to you for having that conversation with me. Um, and I'm sure lots of folks that listen to it have similar gratitude around like what what they were able to garner from like things that you shared and how that conversation went. So thank you for being my partner in this.
0: Thank you, Meg. How are you feeling after putting those out there and sharing your allyship journey?
1: feeling good. Um, I mean, I'm definitely inspired by like the response to mm-hmm. the discussion which we'll dig into in a minute here. I definitely always feel a little bit like there's plenty that goes on left goes left unsaid mm-hmm. in a conversation that's that big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we scratch the surface. And yeah, and we'll come back to it for sure. For sure. And so that, I guess those are my main feelings, like lots of inspiration around like how people were engaging with it. And obviously like mm-hmm. so much gratitude, like I just mentioned toward you, but then also like, yeah, just feeling like itchy, like there's lots more to unpack mm-hmm. um but i think we'll get there and and it's going to be a thread right throughout other discussions that we have moving forward i think you said so. a
0: threat but yeah a thread yeah,
1: yeah. it's going to be, be a, thre- threat.
0: <laughs> a, thread. a thread. a thread a thread got it Thread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of a thread shall we yeah. thread the needle into what our feedback was
1: yeah well that was that was advanced <laughs> well played yeah uh, i'm in
0: vacation uh, mode guys yeah. <laughs>
1: I love it. Good transition. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want me to kind of like start or do you want to start out with some of the feedback that we got? Let's go. Let's hear what we've been hearing. Okay. I mean, there's there's lots of really cool things that people were engaging with and sending us feedback about. I think it's really interesting because we still hear like a lot of theme around discomfort around saying the wrong thing or Uh getting it wrong in Uh people's allyship journey being kind of the biggest barrier for people in terms of like, really digging in right and Mm -hmm. um the thing that it doesn't not necessarily stopping people from going there and having these conversations with their kids and taking it on but it is the thing that makes people the most uneasy is getting it wrong and i think it's for sure
0: stopping some people as well maybe from digging in as deeply as they would like they would like to
1: yeah for sure i think you're right i i expected more people to maybe these things are tied but like speak more frankly about discomfort and like awkwardness and that piece being a barrier in terms of like challenging and talking about these this stuff with people in their life but it just kind of seemed like not getting it right and saying the wrong thing and and doing more harm than good was actually kind of where people were living in their stress about it.
0: Mm -hmm. And Um, we also should keep in mind, it might be too people aren't ready to share that this topic makes them uncomfortable. Right. And so maybe they're, it's easier to express that you're concerned about getting it right or wrong as opposed to being uncomfortable and so not willing or able to meet Mm -hmm. the moment when it comes.
1: Yeah. And it's occurring to me now that I don't think that those things are really separated. Uh Right. Like that is discomfort, like not wanting to get it wrong. Uh Um, And then it was really interesting because like we had kind of a thread where people speak, spoke to like their specific details of their identity and who they are in this uh, in their relationships and um, with people in their life and how all of those like identity factors impact like our, our specific anxieties about this topic. And one that comes to mind is parents who identified as white parents who were just feeling like the stakes were really high for them in getting it right with their kids who are, are BIPOC or mixed race. So, um, saw that come up a couple of times and, uh, That was an interesting thread. So we'll be talking about it some more, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to keep in mind. It's not about getting it right all the time. Nobody's going to get it right all the time. So maybe Mm -hmm. think of it as like jump rope where you jump in for a bit and then you jump out when you get tangled up in the rope, get yourself sorted, jump back in.
1: Yeah, for sure. And actually that's a really um, important thing to model for kids, right? Like that we can screw up and get it wrong and pick ourselves up and be uncomfortable and and be accountable, and get it right when we try again.
0: Mm-hmm. And try again, and try again. And that's saying you got to keep trying for it to become comfortable.
1: Totally. Um, what else did we hear?
0: We heard about safety, which is something I think that I talk about a lot. Yes. Um, just the feeling as a woman, and as a black woman, just the feeling of safety. So in this case, we heard from people about whether or not it's safe to call out a microaggression. So Mm -hmm. if you are a BIPOC person, for instance, and somebody touches your hair and it's awkward and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you want to call it out, but do you feel safe doing so? So when do you do it? And when is safety kind of the main concern? Mm -hmm. And I think part of that that's important is that's why we need allies. Because oh, there's safety sure. in numbers. That's a saying for a reason. There's safety in numbers, and mm-hmm. so if somebody else is seeing it, then they're speaking up for you, so that you can feel safe in doing so as well, so that you're not alone.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, people had also expressed like, ha- like definitely like wanting to um, support their little ones in like self advocacy and having a big <gasps> voice and like speaking up. But then there is that line around like them also you know, like learning alongside that about like where the risk lives. If mm-hmm. if a child is um, BIPOC and like, you know, that's that's a part of that that also needs to be a part of the conversation. Where is it not your job to speak up and where is it maybe somebody else's job to so that you're not put at risk?
0: Yes. And that's, again, where it comes down to the adults in a kid's life. For sure. Shouldering most of this. And so that Hopefully our little ones don't have to and that they know what's a safe situation to do it. And when should you be turning to an adult who's there and asking them to step in for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was a really cool thing that we also um, have noticed as a trend. um, And we Uh really wanted to like, kind of do like a mini shout out around this. Um, Uh We have noticed a trend in our listenership. Like obviously we have sort of like a parental demographic But we're really noticing that we have kind of a, uh, also like a grandparent following. Yeah. Which has been really cool because we're getting feedback that uh, folks who are really locking into some of the conversations that we're having Mm -hmm. um, and are now that I'm thinking about it in hindsight are like essential support systems in kids' life. Um, Absolutely. When, Abby, you talk about, like, you need the people in your child's life to, like, show up and, like, mm-hmm. you know, be accountable and, and be having these conversations, like, mm-hmm. grandparents and the older folks, like, the boomers in our life need to be yes. a part of that for sure and, and need some of these conversations. Yeah, and so it's great that we have
0: got, uh, we've got a boomer population listening <laughs> to our pod. Thanks, yeah. boomers, because yes, it's important. And I know these aren't conversations that you guys necessarily grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you waiting in now and learning because when we all learn together and know better, then we can do better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's been super cool. So keep coming back. We're going to have lots of other conversations that maybe are new and exciting.
0: And get in touch with us, boomers, and let us know if there's anything specific to your life as a grandparent
1: that we mm-hmm. can incorporate into what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely and we did have one other like thing we just wanted to like you know we folks are really um wanting to and plan to and are having tough conversations around white privilege around racism um and are are being very really working hard to be very anti-racism oriented in their parenting which obviously we have like a skewed sample population otherwise like why would they be coming yeah. here but <laughs> yeah i just i found like you know when we pull folks around like are you gonna have have you or are you going to talk explicitly about something like white privilege and we get like a 100 yes percent yes response rate yeah. like that feels awesome. That's really great to see. So hopefully like that's actually being mobilized in action um, as people gain skills and confidence. Right.
0: Speaking of white privilege, Meg. Yeah. (laughs) Should we discuss the final episodes of nice white parents? Yeah. I'll give you a quick rundown, maybe a little one-liner for each episode. So we covered episodes one and two in the last mini-sode. So this time we are up for episodes three, four, five. So episode three, basically the overarching theme of it was what makes a school a good school. And then episode four looked at does limiting the power of white parents lead to successful schooling for everyone? Mm -hmm. Then finally, in episode five, they dug into the implementation of a diversity plan to integrate schools within the school district, District 15, school district of IS 293, the school in question. So they kind of dug into how did it come about and how did they pull off that diversity plan? So Meg, three episodes, three takeaways. Let's go.
1: Okay. So, I mean, one of the things I found really compelling, um, and this was sort of explored mostly in episode three, and it it does kind of thread throughout the last three episodes as well. I, I, I was really interested in how like bipoc parents that were being um kind of like connected with within the podcast landscape and also just on this issue uh-huh. like they don't actually give a shit about integration at this point, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Like integration is a um kind of like a white a construction of whiteness at this point, and it's become very meaningless for a lot of like oh. families of sorry, yeah. I, I just
0: thought of there was this boy, a fifteen year old
1: student who said yeah.
0: I think Jeremiah.
1: Yeah. What'd he say? He was he so bad.
0: about integration. He was like, it's kind of like yoga. Now people are just kind of mm-hmm. like, yay integration.
1: Yes. Oh, good. Time. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. And I love that because it really embodied like this thing that I'm talking about where like folks are not invested in this anymore. Like it's a, it's a white, it's a construction of whiteness and it's meaningless uh-huh. for uh-huh. a lot of families of color. And, um, you know, they don't give a rip about integration because it hasn't done anything <laughs> for them. In fact, it's been harmful and really they just want to see equity, right? They want to see yes. access to equal resources, opportunities, yes. access. The diver- quote, diversity, I'm making air quotes, an integration yeah. component is not of interest to other communities that are not white communities or white families. So I thought that was really interesting um, and important. That ties
0: in with one of my takeaways, surprise, surprise. I think it was the importance of recognizing your privilege. So just because you've come up with a plan doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that everyone should jump and fall all over themselves to make it happen. And uh, one of, I think she's a former school board member, superintendent maybe, Anita Mm -hmm. Scott, she was mentioning that. And it's just sort of the importance of collaboration across demographics in creating Mm -hmm. the idea of an equitable education system, but it's just not happening. Collaboration yeah. keeps failing over and over. Well, not failing; it's just not attempted.
1: Yeah, and it's just like the uh, the system of like white uh, privilege, where like ultimately white parents hold power to determine what happens mm-hmm. both in their in their presence and in their absence yes. in school environments yes. is so fundamentally telling about where we're at in our racial justice journey, right? As yeah, a culture.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I. I rolled yeah. my eyes so, so many much,
1: eyes. so much eye rolling. I had a headache. Yes. Um, I also like, so in episode four, I think it was where they're talking about the charter school. I mm, not remember uh-huh. what it's called right now, but I thought like there was lots of really interesting stuff there, but like uh-huh. at the end of the day, so even though like this charter school is, um, kind of coming at it with like a everybody's equal, kind of Uh like a colorblind approach. Uh They don't accept parent funding, um, equal treatment, and they had like equitable disciplinary rates. Uh So there are some Uh things on paper that are looking like, oh wow, like look at what they're doing here. And then they're testing high, but they're also using like a hyper militant form of like disciplinary action in order to seek that behavior, which is like, you know, kind of problematic when it's like largely, you know, they have like high population of BIPOC kids. And then like a lot of the staff and teachers are white people. Uh-huh. Um, but at the end of the day, these are corporations who at the top are largely uh rich white billionaires, right? Who are determining uh-huh. the agenda for the school. Uh-huh. So I was it was really interesting. It's like even when there's like sort of like a veneer of like equity or like, you know, whatever they are talking about in that, or like uh-huh. a different approach, there's still just like this centering around whiteness and like the agenda of white people. Yes. And the
0: school was called Success Academy. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I felt the same thing where I was like, "Oh, this might be good. Like, people are getting equal opportunity." And then quickly, I was like, "Never mind. Everything everywhere is garbage. There's no educational <laughs> yeah. silver lining." I just turned into Eeyore out of nowhere. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's. A, I just want to like note also because like this is very American. This like charter school model. I think John from- Oliver or Hasan Minhaj has done a good episode about Somebody that. Somebody has. Um, what else did you have? What other takeaways?
0: I I liked a quote from the host of the show, Hannah. It was in episode three where she said, schools are immune to long-term memories. And so that was a good takeaway that they just keep ending up in the same feedback loop of self-serving quote unquote integration, which Mm -hmm. really are just school takeovers to benefit um, the the white children who go to these schools and more so Mm -hmm. to benefit their parents because they're kind of just sort of, it's almost just like a flex. They're just going in being like, this is what we want to see done. I'm going to push for change, get what I want. And then half the time they don't even send their kids to these schools that they're pushing for all the change in.
1: Yeah, I know. And then Um, it happens
0: again and again.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, that really ties in nicely with like my... Kind of my last takeaway which is an overarching one uh-huh. which is like and hannah like does really speak to this especially at the end like white folks really need to have like a, a check-in with themselves and really come to terms with the fact that you can't have it both ways you can't hang on oh. to the advantages that white privilege has afforded you and also be the citizens for equity and um, progress that you believe yourself to be Right. So there has to be this willingness of white families and white people to be willing to give up those advantages. And at the end of the day, what we've seen is that as progressive as people think they are, they just haven't been able to get to a place where they're not centering on what's good for them.
0: Yes. And that ties into mine because apparently we share the same brain and just (laughs) tie in well with each other. But Mm -hmm. listen to shame. That was the takeaway. That emotion exists for a reason. So if you're feeling shame about something you've said or something you've done, don't run away from that feeling. There's a reason that you feel that. And Mm -hmm. that was, I believe somebody said that in episode five and the final episode where, yeah, it's important that these parents that are coming in and taking over and doing these things and then kind of feeling bad about it, then why Mm -hmm. are you feeling bad? Stop and examine the feeling before you go forward.
1: Yep. And who who do you want to be and who are you, right? Like at your core, are you going to be willing to have your experience look different that's the question mark you're left with and i i just want to throw it out there because it's a very american podcast and story Uh there are uh, although our system in canada where we are coming from and what our experience is with public schools um looks quite a bit different and there are certainly like differences that we need to acknowledge there is there is still inequity within our public schools Um, based on socioeconomics when we think about Uh our indigenous communities and like schools on reserve versus so there's Uh all kinds of like wildness around funding and what those things Uh look like so if you think like oh this is an american problem in american schools It's it's not there are ways that this is showing up in our canadian communities as well i would argue yeah it's basically
0: to quote beauty and the beast a tale as old as time
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think we think we are inoculated from it because it doesn't look exactly the same and maybe, quote, it's not as bad, um, but we're not. And we need to examine those things that are happening within our own communities as well.
0: And that is nice, nice white parents in a nice little nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap on this mini. So guys, join us in two weeks. Nope, next week. Yes, next join week. us next week when yeah. we will be gaining momentum on gender. <laughs> Woohoo. See you then. Bye. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe to
1: our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Gaining Momentum is written, produced, and edited by Abby and Megan, with music by Evan Dysart and podcast art by Catherine Katcha. And a special thank you to our podcast mentor,
0: Bell, from the podcast thirst world problems.
1: Thanks, Belle. Thanks, Belle. And if you want to find any more info on any of their work, please check out the links in our podcast description.